Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. This is the podcast where we talk about building a better kind of online business. And someone reminded me the other day that it has been 25 years since starting my own business back in 1998. And I was asked, what kind of advice would I give to people in the online business world today? People trying to build a business. And you know, when people ask questions like that, I often find myself thinking, where should I even start? Maybe the best place, at least from my own vantage point right now, would be to start with the person asking the question. In other words, what do you want to get out of your online entrepreneurial journey? Do you want to build a startup? That's what you want to do. Are you willing to make the sacrifices that go with building a company from the ground up? In other words, what do you want to do? What do you want to get out of it? Or would you rather build a business as a solo entrepreneur, build your personal brand, and leverage technology instead of people whenever possible. You know, I can give you a simple, large-scale example of this. Today, there are factories that are almost fully automated. I'm talking about really large factories that have basically two people running everything. And there are more than just a handful of people out there today on a smaller scale. They're running small shops that sell physical products t-shirts, trinkets, and things like that. These are online-only shops, and people are making a full-time living running these shops. Many of them sell through places like Etsy and other types of platforms like that. And again, these are basically one- or two-person types of businesses. I've seen father-son businesses, mother-daughter businesses, and I've also seen examples of college students starting businesses in their dorm room, a single-person business, And getting to the point where they were making so much money that when they completed their college degree, they just went on to run that business full time. So there's a lot of options out there today. There's no reason to box yourself into any one way of doing things. But it's also good to be aware of how these different businesses work, what would be the best fit for you. And again, ask that question, what is it that you want out of your business career? What is it that you want out of this project that you're thinking about starting? I know for myself, looking back, I can say that at the time, I thought I knew what I wanted. I thought I knew myself better than I actually did. You know, it's funny, sometimes we look at ourselves and we think, well, people change over time. Other people say, no, basically people are, you are who you are and you're always going to be that person. I have to disagree with that outlook because I think that we can always become a better version of whatever our personality happens to be. I think we can learn things like discipline and self-control. And I know that earlier on in my business career, I was reckless with some of the decisions that I made. I just had more of a gambling type of mentality. With time, I sort of broke away from that when I learned from firsthand experience that when you take unnecessary risks, although the thrill is there when you succeed, the percentage of times that you will succeed are going to become smaller and smaller the more you take that leap and do something that's not well thought through. But anyway, I think the point that I'm trying to make is 
Sometimes you think you know yourself better than you actually do. And with time, you get a better understanding of what it is that motivates you, of what it is that you want to do. A lot of times we conform what we think we want based off of what other people tell us we should want. In other words, you're influenced by mentors, parents, mother, father, brother, sister, other people. And it's great because I believe that other people can help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. They can help you become a better version of you. They can help you become a more refined, uh, more successful type of individual. But then on the other hand, you can't lose yourself in what somebody else thinks that you should be. So not to get too heavy into the psychology of it, but I think that every once in a while, as an entrepreneur, you'll sit down and you'll ask yourself some questions. Don't want to keep doing this. Why do, Why am I taking this path? Or is there a better way for me? I know every once in a while I sit down and I think about that myself. It's one of the reasons why I started to, especially back around 2017, 2016, focusing more on a solo entrepreneur style business model because it offered more freedom than the type of business that I started back in 1998 where I was running an agency style business that provided mainly services for different types of businesses. But the the most popular business structure right now among the 20-somethings today is a solo-based business structure, solo entrepreneurs. And many of them, as it turns out, and I was surprised to learn this, but many of them are getting away from the tech and marketing space. So according to statistics, and this was from about six months ago, the number one source of income right now for solo entrepreneurs online comes from selling physical products. In other words, physical product sales, followed by a distant second now, if this was a horse race, I'm not talking about distant, meaning like two or three horses. I'm talking about probably not quite a quarter of the track, followed by a distant second, consulting or professional services. So when I first saw that statistic, I thought, okay, a good portion of my income comes from consulting services, professional services. And then I think to myself, having seen those numbers, am I missing out? with product sales? Is there an opportunity there that needs to be looked into? Okay, let me keep going. I'll get back to that in a minute. In third place happens to be ads and monetized content. So we're talking about solo entrepreneurs. Where is the bulk source of their income coming from today? And again, number one is from physical product sales. I would say about 20 years ago, we could reverse it and say it was coming from digital product sales, but that's no longer the case. So physical products, number one, consulting and professional services, number two. In third place, ads and monetized content. I think YouTube is a great example of that, ads and monetized content, followed by you know blogging, things like that, which also probably, most bloggers also have YouTube channels today. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. But uh, monetized content, we can talk about ads that appear on a page with text, not just we're talking about video ads, but for whatever reason, <clears throat> YouTube came to mind. And then followed by affiliate marketing for physical products. So there are affiliate marketing programs out there. You get the link, you put it on your site, maybe you do product reviews. And so that that's number four. <laughs> number five is the fastest shrinking market of all, 
And this was a shocker to me in one way, but not so much in another, happens to be online courses and membership sites. They are right now the the last horse in the race as far as income goes for solo entrepreneurs. Now, if you hear this and you're thinking about making money with online courses and membership sites, I'd be the last person to tell you not to do it. All I'm doing is I'm giving you the statistics and statistics show generally what's happening in the marketplace, what's happening out there in the wild today. And it's good to be aware of it because some of these trends may affect you directly, but maybe not. For example, if you have a thriving membership site, then it really doesn't matter if membership sites are one of the fastest shrinking income generators for solopreneurs out there. If you're making money with your online courses, it doesn't matter if you know, you're the one in a hundred that is, if it's working for you and your audience is happy, that's what matters. So when you hear about statistics like this, then like I was telling you about the physical product sales in the back of your mind, you start to think, well, maybe there's some way I can incorporate physical product sales into my existing business structure if it happens to be a hot seller right now. And that's the difference between um, having what you might call a hybrid type of business model, because personally, my personal opinion is I believe that the hybrid type of business model is going to become commonplace in the not too distant future. For example, when I started my digital agency back in 1998, the perceived value of having just having a website for your business was much different than it is today. At first, people looked at websites like, well, this is really cutting edge. You have a website for your business? That's pretty cool cool, but not necessarily critical. And of course, that changed quickly. During the golden age of Facebook, many businesses took a hard pass at the time on websites altogether in favor of going all in on social media. Matter of fact, I know some businesses, Lori's business in particular, she managed her entire business directly on Facebook, a local art gallery. When I first met her back in 2010, that's what she was doing, and she and others like her were reaching more people on Facebook than I was directly from my website at the time, and she and others were doing it without buying ads. And that's why I look back at that time, and I call it the golden age of social media. That's when it was at its most powerful. That's when it was at its easiest. But the point is this. What people value and how much they value it constantly changes. And those changes happen on a large scale today, and they happen much faster than they have in the past. So if you're selling something and you suddenly realize that people aren't willing to pay the fees or invest the money as quickly as they were in the past, it may not just be because you have a maybe cheaper type of client or prospect that you're dealing with. It may just be because the market in general is changing how much they value whatever it is that you're selling. And the great thing about having a hybrid type of business model is that you're not completely dependent on just selling one thing or making your income, having a single income stream. So the the point, again, like I was saying, is that the hybrid type of business model is going to make more and more sense as we move into the future, I believe. Another simple example of this, take a writer, somebody that sells ebooks or wants to sell ebooks for a living. It doesn't make any difference whether we're talking about fiction or nonfiction or what the niche happens to be. 
Maybe they're not making enough money through books alone to satisfy their income needs, but they're a writer at heart. So maybe they offer writing services to other businesses as a second piece of their income pie. So now they have a second stream of income. They have the ebook income and they have their writing services income. And then maybe they decide to productize some of their writing. In other words, they create templates maybe that other businesses can use or maybe some type of PLR, which stands for Private Label Rights Content, as the third and fourth chunks or slices of the overall income pie. You can see this as a positive or a negative, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. Today's episode is sponsored by two of my very own marketing resources, the Digital Strategist Newsletter and the One-to-Many System. The Digital Strategist Newsletter is available right now at jimsnewsletter.com. This is my monthly newsletter. I think you'll really enjoy it. And my complete marketing and sales system, the big course, is available at one-to-many-system.com. That's one-to-many-system.com. Now back to what I was talking about, about seeing this in a positive or negative light. In the early days of my business, the only way to grow was to add more people, more talent, more individuals to do what I could no longer do as an individual, and that was the norm. And the general mindset of the time I'm talking about the late 90s now, early 2000s, was that bigger is better. But as we've talked about in many podcast episodes, with the advances in technology, it's possible now for a single individual to do the job that, let's say 10 or 20 years ago, it would have required three or four people to do. Matter of fact, the difference between 2022 and 2023 is also significant because I can do a job that used to take me an hour. I can now do that same job between five and 10 minutes, depending on how focused I am and how motivated I am to cross the finish line. So there's a huge difference. Also, as I was speaking about earlier, there are entire factories now that are 90 to 95% automated. Yes, true, there's still factories out there where a lot of things are done by hand, but I'm just saying that the possibilities are here today that just were not present in the past. And so when I look at things through the eyes of a solo entrepreneur, I have a much different mindset today than I had in the past. In the past, there were certain things I did as a solo entrepreneur simply because I had no other choice. I didn't have the budget I didn't have the capacity for the overhead to do it on the level that I wanted to do it at. Today, that same money that might have been invested in building that larger business in the past flows directly through to me. So my profit margins today as a smaller business owner with a different type of business model are much higher than they were in the past. So there are definitely benefits to being a solo entrepreneur Because the business landscape continues to change, and with the increase in AI and even more automations and the automations that we already have improving, there's really no end in sight as far as that goes. Now, with the traditional business models, more often than not, you're talking about teams of people, partnerships, but today, more and more people, especially the younger generation, I was surprised to learn that the 20-somethings are opting for a different path right out of the gate. I'm talking about solo entrepreneurship because the reasons are obvious. I mean, to be the captain of your own ship, charting your own course, steering your business in whatever direction you think is best to steer it in without any blowback from 
other people that you're doing business with, those are things that you don't have to worry about. You have complete autonomy. You have creative control over whatever it is that you're building, how you're building it. You can enjoy flexibility and a work-life balance. And I have to admit that in the early years, I had zero work-life balance. I worked all the time. Even when I wasn't working, I was thinking about work. You can also pursue other things, maybe personal interests or hobbies or things like that while you're building your business. In other words, that's what I'm talking about, flexibility and work-life balance. Whereas in the past, somebody goes and they do a job eight, nine, ten hours a day, and then when they get home, then they really don't have the energy left to do much of anything else, and so they live for the weekends. Also, by approaching business today as a solo entrepreneur, especially with an online business, you have the opportunity to enjoy a minimal overhead as far as your expenses go. You have better financial control because it's easier to keep these things in check. You can work from home. You can have a shared workspace if you need to, but even a shared workspace is much more affordable than renting regular office space. Believe me, there are a lot of benefits that come with having a lower overhead, and I learned that lesson the hard way. Another benefit I experienced directly is being a solo entrepreneur makes it easier for you to build strong personal connections with your customers and your clients. And if you remove the distance, if you remove the gatekeepers between you and your clientele, you can really provide exceptional, outstanding customer service and develop lasting relationships. You know, I think about the connections that I've made over the years on social media. Maybe you think about some of the connections that you've made. Social media is the perfect example of solo-styled marketing, regardless of the size of the company or the business. And your solo efforts online over the years, when you really think about it, have probably done more to make you a recognizable person in your niche, in your marketplace, than maybe you realize. I know one thing about online business that people talk about or maybe complain about is the isolation, working alone, and so on. But building real connections with customers or clients eliminates a big chunk of that isolation. At least that's been my experience. And when you do that over time, you will develop a deeper understanding of your clients' needs, of their preferences. And as a result, you will be able to tailor your products and tailor your services to deliver genuine value to them because that's what everyone's looking for at the end of the day. They're looking for value and you'll even be able to exceed expectations. And that's how you build a business that will last a lifetime. Having strong client or customer connections can help you grow your business like few other things can. But ultimately, I think most entrepreneurs get to the place where they begin to sour on the idea of working with too many people. They find individual communicating and communications tiring. And believe me, I can respect that. I know that some people thrive in this area where others do not. Some people are energized by communicating with others and other people find it tiring. But let me just add something here that I think most of you will agree with. Certain personality types are a much better fit for you than others. Wouldn't you say that's true? So if people are burning you out, you're probably connecting with people who take more from you than they give. And that's about the simplest way I can put it. And that said, you may prefer to build towards a future where you're required to deal with individuals 
less and less. I know that has a lot of appeal to a lot of people. I find myself somewhere in the middle. I really enjoy dealing with people one-on-one, people that I have a good relationship with, people that I learn from them, they learn from me. There's a good balance. When I used to work with a lot of people, I would surround myself with people that I would delegate certain aspects of my work to. And when I think about how this translates to where we are today, for example, suppose you're a public speaker or a teacher of some kind. You know, in the past, you would rent out a conference hall, you would give your talk, and then in the back, after it was done, people could buy your books, they could buy courses, merchandise, or whatever else that you sold. But today, the entrepreneur does all of this online. There's an online equivalent to all of the old offline business activities. And people still do offline stuff, of course. They still rent halls out. They still have conferences. They still do all that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying that you can really leverage the online world and do all of this or a portion of it or a percentage online if you want to. Instead of having a book table with various kinds of merchandise, now you have a web page and you have all of the items listed. The checkout is automated. Usually the recordings, the conference itself has been pre-recorded. People can buy what they want, when they want, all things being equal. So if you position yourself like that, you don't have to deal with large numbers of people. Even though large numbers of people are interacting with your business, it's all automated. So if that's something that appeals to you, then keep those things in mind as you plan to build towards the future of your business. Make sure you keep the right things in mind. One of the unique advantages of being a solo entrepreneur is the ability to adopt a hybrid business model where you can diversify your income streams and capitalize on various opportunities that will come your way as your influence increases. And this is a flexible approach that allows you to combine things like selling products, offering services, and leveraging or taking advantage of your growing influence as a personal brand to generate revenue in multiple ways. Now, I have some friends. They have small digital agencies. Some of them build websites. Some of them manage social media accounts and advertising for businesses. Others do other kinds of marketing. And the truth is they're not making enough money with their current client load but they don't have the energy to make themselves seek out more clients. So in the past, it's kind of like being stuck between a rock and a hard place. Now, on one side, you can look at a situation like this and you can say, well, you know, I just haven't been able to, and you fill in the blank. On the other hand, on a gut level, maybe you don't want to, and again, fill in the blank. I know I've been there. I know for a fact that there were times where I knew exactly what to do but I just couldn't motivate myself to do that activity because I didn't like that activity. I hated that activity and I didn't have enough money to sub it out to someone who was really good at that activity. So I kind of just sat there spinning my wheels for a while. Today, more often than not, you don't have to be stuck in that kind of place, but you do have to at least come to the realization that sometimes we pretend that we're not able to do things when the truth is we really don't want to do them. So let's spell it out for what it is. Maybe you need to create another stream of income that doesn't require for you to do the things that deep down inside you really don't want to do. Now, I know it's tough. People tell you, oh, you're so good at this and you're so good at that and you want to tell them, but I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. 
And then you look at what you're doing and you're not making any forward progress. So in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I should be doing the things that other people are telling me I should be doing so that I can get from here to there, from where I am today to where I want to be tomorrow. But I just can't get the energy and the desire to take that step. And being that you're an entrepreneur, it's not like you have a boss breathing down your neck, making you do the things you really don't want to do. Now, here's an example. Suppose you offer a service, but you don't really want to deal with serving additional service type clients. I've heard this so many times. It's not that people don't like providing the service. It can be writing, design, coding. It can be anything, coaching. But they really don't want more of what they already have, even though what they have isn't enough. That's that rock in the hard place type of situation. So if you're offering a service, but you're not making enough money and you don't want to deal with any additional service-based clients, you'd rather create a second stream of income to make up the difference. It's actually doable today. Whereas in the past, we would maybe apply that old saying, the man that chases two rabbits catches neither. But when you think about how online business works, where it differs from the old offline business models, we're sitting behind a monitor. It's not like we have to take that much more of an effort to be able to leave one project and move to another. And in a lot of ways, that's what all of these things are. It's not like they're different businesses, but they're all income streams that you're creating under your personal brand. Most of the time, that's about the easiest way to do it. And you're able to gauge by the reaction of your audience whether or not you have a service that's a viable income generator moving forward, as opposed to how people would have done it in the past. You're locked into this one kind of business, this one kind of way to, of making money, and that it's requiring all of your energy, all of your focus, everything you have just to stay competitive in your market. Completely different business model, for example, than the solo entrepreneur who's going to have maybe a boutique type of business where there are different streams of income generation happening at the same time. Now, if you're just starting out, I always recommend focusing on one thing. But if you've been around for a while and you've come to the conclusion that the smaller versions of certain types of businesses are a better fit for you, even though they're online, makes no difference. It's still all of these businesses take a certain amount of focus, a certain amount of energy, and if you find you only have so much to give to a certain type of business, then rather than just throw it away and throw the income away, then you create another income stream. So the multiple streams of online income is becoming increasingly popular because diversity, as far as income goes, is often, or income channels, is often necessary today when we begin to factor in your personal goals and your objectives. Now, some of you may be thinking, I'll never be able to get from where I am today to where I want to be tomorrow if I just keep doing the same things that I'm doing right now. Okay, it's great that you can see that. And like I said, that doesn't mean that you have to walk away from what you're doing and do something else. It just means that maybe you've taken that one activity as far as you can take it. Now, we're not assigning blame here. We're not saying that you need to persevere more, you didn't persevere enough or anything like that. We're just looking at this in a general sense and trying to give you more options than maybe you may have considered when looking at the same situation in the past. For example, you can start looking for other opportunities in the same marketplace, opportunities that can fill in the gaps that need to be filled. And this is what I mean, again, when I'm talking about 
multiple streams of online income. This is what I mean when I'm referring to a hybrid type of business model. It's not just one thing, but several things that make up the whole. And it all gets tied together and ultimately it becomes a cohesive package known as your personal brand. Now I've talked to quite a few modern artists. You know what I mean by modern art artists? If you've ever been to a modern art type of museum or seen it online or in the movies, I'm talking about the people that paint on canvases. Uh, Lori owned her own art gallery. She does that kind of painting. And so I was, when I met her back in 2010, I was able to meet all of the local artists here in Sarasota, Florida. There's quite a few of them. They sell their work for thousands of dollars. And the interesting thing about these types of individuals, which if you're around intellects all the time, not that artists aren't intellects, but they use a different part of their brain in their decision making and in their art creation. But I don't know one of them that the really talented ones that I spoke to that started with the final product in mind that knew what the end result would look like exactly when they first got started. They all had this free flowing way of what you might call product creation. And this is the polar opposite of how I think. But I've learned over time how to, and a lot of times, unfortunately, in situations it was out of necessity, how to adapt that approach in my life with an increased amount of frequency because sometimes you don't have all the pieces that you need to get started with a certain type of comfort level maybe that you're used to. So for example, when you're younger, you'll take incredible risks. You'll, you'll risk like half of your net worth income on something to see whether it works or not, knowing that, hey, if it flops, you have plenty of time ahead of you to make that money back again. The older you get, of course, the more conservative you get. Maybe you have a little more to lose. Hopefully you do if you've been around for a while. But I began to realize that sometimes when it comes to business, you don't have enough pieces to really make a logical choice. You have to make a choice based on the information you have available to you. And it's not enough to maybe feel comfortable with making any decision at all. And so when I began to watch how some of these artists work and that free-flowing way of doing things, you know, these, sometimes these artists, I noticed they would uh, start a piece and they would walk away from it sometimes for days or weeks and they come back to it again. They would get back to work and then ultimately they would know when the piece was finished. And I asked them, how do you know when you're finished? And they all, different ages, different styles, but all contemporary artists you know when you're done. That's what the artist will tell you. They'll know when the, they can tell you if they have more to do. When they look at that final finished piece, there's a sense of, okay, I'm unplugging from this work. That's it. This project, this project is done. If they add more to it, they'll ruin it. And so it does take faith to head it in a direction, not knowing what's going to be there, but knowing that you have to make the journey anyway. And so I started to employ some of that artist's mentality, that free-flowing, instead of just the logical 2 plus 2 equals 4, because sometimes all we had was 1, 2, and we didn't even know what was what other pieces were involved in what was ahead of us. So, and, and this can be the case with certain aspects of your business. You know, what will the next stream of income look like? Maybe you don't know yet, but you will when it comes to you. 
And that's why I believe the world of entrepreneurship is changing so much. We call it a hybrid business now because it involves a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of science, a little bit of art, all of these things being mixed together. But it's simply a response to the terrain we're having to navigate today. The world of entrepreneurship is changing. In the past, we might have said, I have a business, I own a business. But today, maybe it's more accurate to say, I am the business. Do you see the difference? When you say, I have a business, we might ask for some details. We tend to mentally think in measurable, definite terms. We paint inside the lines. But when you change that to, I am the business, we don't mean that in a negative sense. We just mean that you as a personal brand have multiple streams of online income. You have your fingers in a lot of things, but maybe not so much your hands in any one thing like the businesses of old. We tend to think of things in a much broader sense. You begin to invest in things. You're getting advertising revenue as a result of being known in whatever niche it is that you occupy. Possibilities are increasing, and we realize that in our case, it is possible to paint outside the lines. It's a good thing. And it doesn't matter who agrees with it and who doesn't, who thinks it's the right thing to do or who thinks it's the wrong thing, because you're in a place now where you're starting to enjoy the kind of autonomy that's truly a breath of fresh air. And you're doing it in a time where it's no longer the norm. All right, I think that's about all for today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed putting this together. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever else you happen to be. Or send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. Back episodes can be found there as well. Also remember jimsnewsletter.com for my free monthly newsletter and one-to-many-system.com for the big course. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.